It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I love 40s. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 608 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, November 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Woodley. Sean, find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, where we've got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams, about 28 hockey teams now. We're close to filling out the entire NHL network with fantasy and national shows as well. And we've got baseball. A whole bunch of stuff for you to check out, so please make sure you're doing that and subscribing, rating, and reviews to the shows that you like and want to support because it helps us and makes us more visible and more discoverable and all those nice fancy buzzwords the podcasters like to say. All right. On today's show, it's Thursday. Uh, there's not really much going on. The Raptors have a couple off days here before they take on the Hawks on Saturday. We already addressed the Magic game last night. So we're going to do a little bit of a different episode, a little weird. We're going to sort of go into uh, sort of like niche territory, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, and joining me to talk about a very interesting topic today is Katie Heidel. Katie, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Late November, feeling okay, trying to hold it together. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling the uh, like the first instances of festiveness kicking in, which is nice. Um, uh-huh. I made soup today. That always makes me feel better. But love making a soup. Oh god, it's so good. And it was chicken noodle. I haven't made a chicken noodle in a long time, and it just went totally a classic. Yeah, just just. I mean, I made some like weird soups the last couple weeks, but wanted to go with a throwback. You know, the, the fiance familiar territory. Yeah, yeah. the fiance sick. It just makes a lot of sense. So I'm gonna uh-huh. go. I mean, once, once we're done here, it's sitting on the stove waiting for me to eat. It's very exciting. So this podcast will be five minutes long. Uh, <laughs> Um, so on today's show, I wanted to have you on. I got a question from Jimmy A uh, on Instagram. He got into my DMs uh, and shot me a question about uh, what nicknames we could use for players' signature moves on the Raptors, um, and also uh, just sort of what the signature moves of every Raptor is. It's kind of an interesting thing. As you're watching a game, things be kind of kind of become, I guess, sort of predictable in terms of what guys are going to do and everyone kind of has their little sort of nuances and their little ticks and i thought today we could run through every team and we could officially name the official move the official signature move of every single player on the roster and also uh, apparently offer them nicknames uh, so no pressure yeah no uh thanks to jimmy for the question thanks for providing us for with the entire day's worth of content uh it's very much appreciated are you ready to dive into this katie yeah, ready to try my best. All right, let's start with Pascal Siakam, who has a few tricks in his bag, although this one's pretty easy over the course of his career. It's the spin move, right? Yeah, it's a spin move, 100%. Okay. Uh, Jimmy suggested the nickname the Pepper Grinder for this, which is... I like that. Pretty good. I, like uh, that. I yeah. mean, the first thing that came to mind for me is, like, extremely basic, but, like, spin cycle. But I don't really like it because it doesn't uh, encompass... 
exactly the spiciness or mm-hmm. like a spice of any kind. Yeah. So pepper grinder's a good one. I'm thinking of like, um, you know, the Simpsons episode where Homer goes to the chili, uh, the chili carnival, and has the insanely hot chili prepared by Chief Wiggum. The pepper on that, um, it's got all these like sort of weird psychedelic like like things going on with it, and it's like insanely hot. I gotta look up what this pepper is called uh, because that might be the name of the thing. Uh, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Oh, the Guatemalan insanity pepper. Uh, maybe that, I guess he's not Guatemalan, so that doesn't really work. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't like, I like that one. <laughs> no, uh, I thought it was something a little more cool and, uh, understated, but nope, it's not. The pepper grinder works for me, um, because it incorporates spice, although pepper is not spicy. It's just, uh, like. Oh, buddy, it can be. <laughs> what, have you ever over peppered something? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I don't find it spicy. I find it to be uh, sort of intrusive to my mouth, but not exactly spicy. Sure. Uh, I, Agree to disagree. Okay. I'm looking at pictures of peppers now to see which peppers themselves are like uh, like a little bit warped or like yeah. look like they could have spun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, habaneros get a bit mangled. Yeah. So that, you know, but that's like, doesn't make sense either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to let's look through some of these peppers none of them are really looking like a i was hoping for like a spiral pepper of some kind yeah that'd be great but uh that doesn't seem to exist so the pepper grinder it is congrats to jimmy for officially naming uh pascal siakam signature move the pepper grinder (laughs) we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. Uh, let's go on. I'm just going in the list of points per game on the Raptors, so we'll go down until we feel like we don't want to go anymore. Uh, Kyle Lowry. He has many things that he does a lot. Uh, what would you say is his signature move? Uh, up until haven't seen it. Well, haven't seen it at all this year, and kind of backed off of it last year. But his sort of like drive right down the middle. Like mm-hmm. drive into the paint. I feel like that is a Lowry move that I am going to miss. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to say it's gone yet. But I also want him to take it easy. Uh, <laughs> like taking charges. <laughs> Honestly, that might be it. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> is that? Yeah, it's a move because it's fairly decisive. It's a, it's like a, a choice he's making. Yeah, and he's like consistently the top of the league in charges taken. So it is sort of his signature thing whether it's a move i guess it's not really a move it's just sort of standing there and falling on his ass but um uh, like it is his signature it is maybe the thing he's most known for doing outside of like pull up threes but there are other guys who kind of have the pull up three as their main thing oh the pull up three in transition that's a kyle lowry special too damn it yeah Hmm. (laughs) i mean it's not a bad problem to have no no guys that are not (laughs) one-dimensional yeah i mean you can also just say the signature move for him is just screaming at a ref <laughs> uh, no i would say he's kind of backed up like not screaming he doesn't really scream he'll yeah. kind of like make a lot of like 
you know, like side comments. Yeah, it's like a, a slightly abrasive massage that he's doing. It's chatty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's probably <laughs> not a signature move. But with the... What? What? <laughs> he said an aggressive massage. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the the charge, like, what would we, what would we, like, is there a name we can call the Kyle Lowry taking a charge thing, or is it just Kyle Lowry taking a charge? Yeah, I'm thinking of, like, you know, other words for charge. Yeah. I'm thinking of ass-related things, because his ass is a big part of it. No, he takes those charges head on. Yeah, but like he falls on his ass and it cushions him on his on his fall to the ground. True. Um, like, <laughs> like the power cushion. The power cushion. <laughs> yep, that's it. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, <laughs> One and done. Yep. No, you got that uh, very quickly. Fred Van Vliet. Um, this one's tough. I, I think lately, if I can suggest, yeah. it's just shooting a three from fucking far away. <laughs> from, like, wherever he pleases. Yeah. Miles, miles away from the basket. And we can call it the melon baller. Uh... You're, no, you just want a use for that. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the shooting a three from wherever he wants. Also, he's really started to go super like even more so than like Lou Williams or Kyle Lowry every ever did he's leaning into the two for one at the end of quarters mm-hmm. um where to the point where the shots he's throwing up are insane <laughs> and I, I kind of am actually hoping he does more of it uh and sort of get get more and more wild with it just like try like one-handed heaves from like half court just to save <laughs> that extra couple seconds for the two for one um, yeah why not <laughs> yeah you had one against the magic where it, 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 I was like, I didn't really pick up on the fact that it was uh, a two for one situation. I was just kind of going through it and just sort of chilling like a potato watching the game. And then he just throws up this weird ass shot where he's like draped all over by some magic defender with like 32 seconds left to go in the quarter. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. Well, that, that's what he was doing. But it just felt like he was, you know, when there's like a glitch in a video game where a guy will like just accidentally throw a shot. Uh, from like a random place and it, it like it doesn't even follow the same mechanics as like a typical shot would it just kind of flies out of the hands uh, uh-huh. that's kind of what that shot felt like and I, I frankly am here for it as much as it might not be um, terribly efficient uh, it seems to be working actually Lewis Zatzman did a piece today for Raptors Republic where he talked about uh, the Raptors doing two for ones and apparently 21.6% of the Raptors uh, like points ahead this uh, over teams of this season like they're the the amount that they've been leading 21.6 of it is a result of what they do in two for one situations despite that being just 3.6 percent of the game time which is fucking batshit uh <laughs> and because of that stat i think i'm willing to make that the fred van vliet signature uh can you agree with me on this one yes okay what do we call it well wait hmm. the signature is, is shooting from far out shooting from far out in a two for one specifically okay so this one i think you kind of you get half your wish which is always like a reference to somebody's uh testicles (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like you could call it like celestial ball (laughs) balls if you're really feeling it sean well yeah we're gonna pluralize it uh, I'm sorry, making the exact decision. Yeah. Um, why celestial? Because it's like 
there's a point in the arc where it's just suspended mm-hmm. like in the heavens you know <laughs> over the court and it just takes on it just looks like it's 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 like out of anyone's power you mm-hmm. know it's like fated to happen that's a Kyrie Irving ass description of what that shot is, um, but I think it's apt considering the Kyrie play, the Kyrie like play that Fred's been dabbling in lately. I, I was tempted to say that his signature move is just like throwing a ball off the glass, like six feet up the backboard, and having it fall in gently, because um, he's been doing that a lot lately. I feel like we need to see a little bit more, because <laughs> I'm not sure how sustainable that is. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's got a lot. He's got a few things cooking. I mean, if you wanted to go negative, you could just say it's like dribble for 14 seconds um, <laughs> and pass off to someone else. But uh, he doesn't been... really like slide off the. No, not at all. And he's yeah. been much better about that this year, and <laughs> been really good late in clock. So I don't really have a problem with it the way I did in the past. Um, our pal Serge Ibaka, who news? Uh, I should probably pass a lot that along in the middle of this podcast that is not newsy at all. Sounds like he might be back against the Hawks on Saturday, which is encouraging. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope not too soon. I hope it's just a t- dip your dip your toes in the water, Serge. Yeah, I kind of hope that's also the case. He also has an episode of How Hungry Are You coming out tomorrow, which uh, maybe we'll uh-huh. have to inter- convene over the, or sometime over the weekend to talk about because uh, I'm excited that Charlemagne the God is on it. That's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> they talk about Kawhi leaving. I'm sure it'll be emotional. Uh, but yeah, with Surge, this one's tough. I guess it's just like the pick-and-pop mid-range jumper that's his signature thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really... I mean, with Serge, I feel like he's kind of given us the gift that any move he makes, you could just say, like, a vet class it could just be <laughs> the nickname for honestly anything he does, because when he's actually going well, uh, he's an extremely smooth player to watch. Mm-hmm. Or like the Sergi Papa. <laughs> sure. Sure. I feel gross having just said that. Uh, yeah, that's a gross one. Yeah. Um, so you want to use it sparingly, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, uh. Or you could say, like, the Sergi pop up, but I don't know when he's, like, really popping up. No, no. Uh... <laughs> because even when he's grabbing rebounds, he's just sort of swiping it. Swiping yeah. them away. That, like, 18-footer, usually off of a Kyle Lowry po- pocket pass, uh, you could even go with, like, Mafuzi J or something like that. Sure. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Mafuzi Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> this guy's gone into very weird territory on this podcast. Uh, what would you We're expect? trying. We're we are. Trying. We've been put on the spot. I did not prepare for this at all. I was making soup all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let's go to OG Ananobi, who has a growing array of things that he does a lot, and it's very yes. nice. Uh, yes. Do you have a, a particular favorite uh, commonly displayed skill or play from OG? I'm liking the corner three a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like running out there and making them all. But like, I also like, I really like OG more um, like the physicality of OG that mm-hmm. he's sort of showing. Um, he's very like, He's a cool customer. <laughs> <laughs> he, the thing that, and on the lo- along the lines of that, um, and Eric Kareen, I think, made note of this last night, and he had one of these last night. He loves the reverse dunk from right under the basket, 
where he okay. almost does like a chin up on the rim. Um, okay. He's not really even looking at it. He just kind of seems cerebrally aware that the basket is there. Uh, and he just like goes up and dunks it reverse. I, I don't really recall anyone doing that regularly. He seems to do it quite a bit though. It, it's a weird one, but it's pretty cool. And I'd like to see him do it more. Maybe add some like flair to it. Maybe some leg kicks. <laughs> Maybe do a full chin up sometime. I, I wouldn't hate that either. As long as he protects his damn eyes, uh, I, 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 I pre- is just poke, getting poked in the eye just a signature move at this point, actually. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but that's like his Achilles, like that's like his, um, yeah, his Achilles heel like thing that that people have like gotten wise to. They're like, how do we stop this guy? There's only one way. Yeah, what would we call the under the basket reverse dunk from a standing position? Oh, how about aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, actually, before we move on to the next player on the Raptors, I want to tell people about our sponsor for today, and that is my bookie. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to 250 bucks. If you win, congrats, you've got some extra holidays scratch to spend. If you lose, congrats to you, congrats to you as well because you're getting that money all back from MyBookie. It's a no-brainer because you literally can't lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Are you like me and don't know what a spread really is or what like a plus 500 means when you're looking at like a a board of bets don't sweat it because my bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process and the best part is if you join this thanksgiving week you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign up offer as well just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code locked on nba and my bookie's going to match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll and that's on top of that risk-free bet we've already talked about let me repeat that is a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for thanksgiving only so if you're a true football fan or if you're a basketball fan who also wants to put some money down on hoops you do not want to let this opportunity by you simply can't lose make sure you do your part to support your team this season hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie you play you win and you get paid the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, All right, Katie, let's move on to Norman Powell, who I guess his signature move is uh, murdering a deer. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like though Powell really shines when he's he's getting these kind of haymaker threes. Yeah, yeah. I think his more like reliable move is just it's just your not to say average or like run of the mill because it looks great, but a layup. <laughs> yeah. He's been doing this thing though lately where he's kind of like navigating traffic pretty well and sort of goes yeah. like full starfish while he's within traffic <laughs> i kind of think the full starfish should probably be norman powell and we can call it the patrick or something like that because uh, <laughs> he he really does sort of like contort his body in a very strange way and i i think it's cool he's done it a few times this even this week and it's uh 
it's pretty nifty, and it helps him get those layups in because that is like it is basic, but it, that is what he's best at. Yeah, and like when you know what your strong what your strong suit is, you go with it, and then as he's doing, embellish a little. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, the full Patrick is what we're calling it. And that was pretty easy. Uh, Not to be confused with, I'm sure he'll get confused, but Patrick Patterson. <laughs> yeah, he never uh, made any sort of athletic contortions whatsoever, I don't think. Mm-mm. Maybe the most rigid player I've ever seen, Patrick Patterson. Yeah, for someone who loves film <laughs> and cinema. Not a very uh, artistically inclined player, would you say? No, totally. He was like, his motions always felt a little robotic, like, almost like a stop motion figure where, like, there's a little something skipping there and you can't quite <laughs> totally pick up on it, but there's something. His three-point stroke was a little weird, sort of like a little snap shot. Um, yeah, no, polar opposites, Norman Powell. The, 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 the grace and the power compared to the Patrick Patterson roboticism, uh, I prefer the Powell brand of basketball, personally. Yes. Um, let's go next. Number seven on the team in scoring this season so far, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. First of all, we haven't really talked since the Rondé sants began. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how have you been enjoying Rondé Hollis Jefferson? He's been such a delight. Yeah, I'm so happy. I mean, like, he, when we talked about him and Stanley, oh, Stanley, but, like, when we talked about them both, it was like with very bated breath, but like extremely high hopes that they would come through, especially mm-hmm. after getting uh, knocked on by nurse. So I'm into it. I don't know if it was just like he needed he needed to get into the groove, like he really needed to get pushed, or like I don't know, because there is something about him. I will say to preface this, um, I almost see his signature move a little bit in tandem lately with Chris Boucher. Okay. It's kind of like a tag team. Interesting. So, okay. <laughs> Not to jump, but I do feel like uh, it's very apparent, but Chris Boucher's is dunking. <laughs> that's like his, I think that's his move, and I think we can both probably agree. His sole nickname, like his solo nickname, is Slim Dunk now. Ooh, yep, yep. yep. And, but I think there's this tandem thing. When, when Rondé's coming in way too fast and furious... Like, a bit too hot, but I love to see it, because I love to see the passion. Uh, he sort of does this, like, scrambling, trying to go for a layup, but it's, like, way too powerful, and it bangs off the glass and bounces right out, but who's right there waning yeah. to duck it every time? And it's usually off of the two of them combining for some crazy defensive stop as well. Yes. I know this so, is recency bias, because it's exactly what happened in the Magic game, but this has happened, like, four times. No, it's been happening, I think, for the last two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but... So I think a good nickname for Rondé, what did you say, the Rondé Sons? Yeah, the Rondé Sons. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but I think for Rondé Hellas Jefferson, it's Rondé Hellas Jeopardy because you truly don't know what's going to happen once he gets up there. Interesting. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to call him Rondé Fallis Jefferson because I feel like his signature move is fall down. falling gracefully and making a nice play <laughs> while doing so. <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate like Buzz Lightyear shit. <laughs> like falling with style because um, his feet definitely don't move as fast as his brain wants them to and oh no yeah <laughs> like even on that one last night where he went in for the way too powerful layup that led to the slim dunk um like the you could see his body sort of like leading forward sort of like the road runner a little bit um 
Actually, the road, he went to Arizona. The Roadrunner's not a bad thing there, huh? Yeah, but it's not as fun. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. <laughs> um, but, no, he... The falling with style and, like, making a nice pass to the corner or something. Or just falling on a loose ball. <laughs> and just, like, p- punching it out to whoever's waiting at the top of the arc is also it. Just usually something to do with falling, I think, has to be uh, part of Rondé's signature move repertoire. Don't you agree? Well, I think it can fold into Rondé Hollis Jeopardy. No, no, I, I agree. No, I, that, yeah. that's totally, that, that all totally fits together. Because <laughs> it's like, is he going to fall? Is he going to stay up? Yeah. What a chaotic player. He's fun, man. Like, he is chaotic. <laughs> like, the whole Patrick McCaw, Agent of Chaos thing never made any sense. It absolutely applies to Rondé, and I hope uh, Patrick McCaw doesn't steal it when he comes back. Um did you have but a? I really liked that because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> and I told Joey once because I was like, "Is this a thing? Did this come from the Warriors?" And he got <laughs> so mad because he was like, "That makes no sense. He's the least chaotic player." Yeah, he just like makes the smart pass and refuses to shoot. There's nothing chaotic. Which is why I like it. But yeah. Yes, we can pass that mantle for sure on Toronto. Yeah. Uh, oh, we I didn't address this yesterday with Kelsey, uh, and I didn't do a podcast after the Hornets game. Uh, did you see the whole Norm Ronde uh, skirmish with the Tuke? Did, did you have a response to this? Did this bother you? Did this make you sort of hopeful that maybe this disagreement could lead to a, a more sort of fully fleshed out friendship between the two what was your reaction to that it's that norm took his his took off while he was getting interviewed yeah and then did you see ronde's response he was pretty stony right no he yeah he was like i i'm not kidding i almost cursed don't do that again i'm not your child <laughs> yeah well that's very weird because no i didn't hear that i saw the beginning but i didn't see it with sound on hmm. there is something when you see ronde up close you're like holy shit he's like a huge man <laughs> like he's extremely like and and norm is kind of kiddish like yeah. there's like a kid energy about him which is great and like i love it mm-hmm. so the t- when he did that <laughs> i feel like that's exactly the energy that ronde is like putting out there mm-hmm. um but i don't know maybe maybe norm can soften him they would be unlikely friends in my mind yeah pack 12 rivals when they were in school uh that's all I got on why but they would not like But there could be something there. I mean, if Norm's feeling comfortable enough and, like, confident enough to go up and do something like that, you know, maybe something's budding. Maybe. I, Rondé, also yesterday, Pascal was asked about him in his post-game scrum, and he talked about, uh, he called him J- JYD 3.0, which, please, no, uh, JYD 2.0 was a bridge too far. Uh, and then Hollis Jefferson got really quick to correct Siakam and was like, no, 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 it's Hustle Man Chap. Don't get it wrong. And, uh, I don't like yeah. that at all. <laughs> That's extremely weird. That's so awkward. Players can't come up with their own nicknames. It never works out. I agree. Uh, <laughs> shout out to The Servant. <laughs> uh, next on our list is Marcus Saul, who uh, has really leaned into never shooting, and I am frankly here for it. Uh, I... <laughs> tweeted the picture that the still shot or someone tweeted the still shot of him passing out of a wide open dunk to create an even more wide open dunk for OG Ananobi in the game against the Hornets. And he, you know, he's, he's racking up the assists. I, I'm really hoping he can inch closer to having more assists than he has rebounds, than he has points. 
and have it be sort of ascend or descending that way. That would be cool. It's it, he's far off because he's only at three point one assists. But if he keeps not shooting ever and uh, doing the throw <laughs> crazy cool passes all the time thing, then maybe he can get there. Uh, what is the Marcus All signature move? Uh, currently, it's just slapping a rebound. <laughs> it's just grabbing it with intention. Yeah. Which I really enjoy, and then doing an extremely hard bounce pass. Yeah. To whoever is open, but I love it. Someone needs to do like a piece on what it is to catch a pass from Marcus Hall when he whips it like that, because it can't be pleasant. No, yeah. it's so intentional, which I love <laughs> because like there was a time when the Raptors did not rebound or pass like that. Mm-hmm. So I like it. It's extremely stern. I'm gonna go back uh, to my initial observations on Gasol for his nickname, but now with intention that he's showing on the court, which is forever full. <laughs> because his hands are forever full of the ball when he's rebounding it he's really grasping it he's mm-hmm. just like holding with <laughs> force <laughs> sure I'll, I'll 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 ride with that because uh... <laughs> i know you just don't have one <laughs> no i do have one for for marcus okay. all uh his signature move is passing out of a wide open look to create either another more wide open look or uh, just totally screwed up with the possession. It's kind of a, a hit or miss thing. Uh, there's sort of lots of different layers to it. It's kind of, you know, the different bites, that, that different flavors from what comes out of that. So he his signature play is called the paella dish. Because you never know what you're going to get in your bite, uh, but he, you know, it's always, it's usually pretty good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say his his signature move was passing out. <laughs> <laughs> also apt. Uh, uh, yeah. Parade Gasol. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> I mean, Parade Gasol is a pretty good nickname for, like, anything he's doing on court, too. Yeah, also true. You get the, wa- the waving arms and stuff and drinking up rebounds like his rosé. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it applies. Uh, next on the list, we have Terrence Davis, who is fucking awesome all of a sudden. Uh, or maybe not all <laughs> of a sudden. He, maybe he was always awesome and no one noticed. Um, he does a lot of cool things. Do you have a favorite move or I- intricacy of Terrence Davis's game? No, because he is kind of like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. As far as, like, what you need in any given moment, he's just ready to, like, flip that tool out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I... um, What would I say? He's, like, kind of everywhere at once. Yeah. Is what I sort of like the most about him. Of everything, like, but there's so much to like about him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's extremely, like, light on his feet. He is. He's very graceful. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, also chaotic, but more graceful. Yeah, he's sort of like, he can bust out the, the chaos in sort of a controlled way, right? Where, like, typically he's very sort of steady with the ball in his hands, and then all of a sudden he's throwing, like, a weird over-the-shoulder, like, bizarro pass, or, like, mm-hmm. jumping in for, like, a crazy rebound. That might be his thing, like, the Terrence Ross rebound, but it re- repurposed as Terrence Davis rebounds. Um, He's also a couple times like gotten um, a fast break, and it's just like no one's there. Mm-hmm. But he'll pull up at the top of the key, mm-hmm. 
just stop and shoot. <laughs> and the clock's not running. Like, he's got, he could just go up and put it in. But yeah. he's like, no, here's where I'm shooting from. Yeah, this is more challenging to me because uh, everything uh-huh. comes so easily to me because I'm a monster. Um, I also just like his threes, like his catch and shoot threes. They never really seem all that open because he does kind of take a while to get rid of it, but he does it with such reckless abandon and so little concern for whatever defender is closing out, and he releases it so high. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what you call that. It's just sort of like a, a very zero-fucks-given three-point stroke that I, I, I frankly enjoy quite a bit. Um, God, he's awesome. What a team! <laughs> We've gone through ten players. There's so many good players on this team. It's ridiculous. I know. <clears throat> Um, the next player is Chris Boucher. We, we didn't yeah. think of a nickname for him. No, we, well, we're not doing nicknames for the players necessarily. It's just the move, right? The moves. Okay, yeah. well, we didn't think of a nickname for all his moves. Yeah. Um, so, so I liked what, I liked Reckless Abandon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's not the easiest. Yeah, yeah. That's more. Just, uh, I mean, uh, you could scream it out, but people would certainly look at you. Yeah, like <laughs> stop singing out Blink One Eighty Two tracks. Uh... <laughs> and I like like Swiss Army Knife. It's boring, but mm-hmm. it's it's apt. But I need to. You know what? If we're allowed, I'd like to workshop this one a little bit. Yeah, we can uh, postpone our assignment of a nickname to both Terrence Davis, the player, and his moves. Considering his moves are sort of all-encompassing and holistic, it's not exactly easy. Like he's he's the naturopath. He just <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, that'll hold for now. There we go. Uh, <laughs> next up is Chris Boucher, who we already talked. Slim dunk. The putback dunks are pretty much the thing. Um, although, just like the, we haven't really had many defensive signature moves just yet. But him, just like punching layups <laughs> that come in uh and just like making it a nightmarish experience for anyone who tries to come to the basket that's pretty fun stuff yeah that's pretty powerful mm-hmm. he also doesn't look like he should be that big no no to be able to do that or when he's like um stepping in front of huge gigantic dudes coming in mm-hmm. hot the other thing that he does a lot, too, is when he grabs offensive rebounds, he's, like, falling out on the baseline, and he has to, like, <laughs> salvage it somehow, but he does that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what we'd call that. He's uh, kind of got, like, go-go gadget legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're sort of like, oh, how's he going to get this in and not get out? Yeah, how are his legs at a right angle, and also he's, he's not on always the yet? Ground, like, yeah, he's always somehow got them, like, grounded to earth mm-hmm. somewhere. So what would be the nickname for that move, then? <laughs> I mean, I'm always saying the bouche is loose, but that doesn't make sense for anything. But I just say that to myself, like a whisper. I'm trying to think. Of, so, like, something, because what he does when he collects those offensive boards is he's collecting misses. And Miss and Chris met rhyme, so there's something there. Like, Christmas. Like, I'm like what? <laughs> Christmas came early. <laughs> I was going to say something like That's the okay. miss... Like the miss something, like he does something to the misses that he like he acquires the misses, but like I can't remind like nothing rhymes with Boucher that I can think of, um, like the Miss Touche. No, keep calling. Permission to workshop this one also. Yeah, you can also sound it out. That's okay. Yeah, we got the slim dunk. It's fine. <laughs> it's we've already got it. Uh, next up, 
And this is probably the last guy we can go with because we don't really know, I think, what the signature moves for Dewan Hernandez, Malcolm Miller, Stanley Johnson, or Roche Brissett are. Um, oh, we got two more. So Matt Thomas, mm-hmm. he only does one thing. <laughs> he does it what? well. Uh, what was that? I said what? <laughs> uh, shoot threes? Oh. <laughs> uh, actually. He's, yeah, what were you going to say? No, actually, he does this thing. Um, like, he really loves the runner off the glass from, like, 20 feet out. You know what I mean? Like, where he, uh-huh. like, gets chased off the line and takes a couple steps in and, like, it's just very much leaning forward. It's almost like a floater, but not really, and it's always off glass, and it seems like he's got it down pat. Um, like, would you consider that his signature move, or do you have something else in mind? No, I'll be honest, like, I know that the the, the bravado is around Matt Thomas' threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, I can't say I am familiar yet. Fair enough. The, the other thing, too, if we're going negative, uh, is when he's on defense, he typically just kind of runs around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he runs up. Maybe that's it, because he's like, yeah. I'm kind of like, where are you going to land, bud? Where are you going to land? Where are you going? Yeah, it's like the crop just, circle. Yeah. It's, he wants to <laughs> run around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's, that, 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 I think, is pretty close to his signature move at this point um love watching matt thomas shoot it's a, it's a treat everything else uh you know it's coming it's coming along i'm i'm with it uh, he's a big talker too which I yeah like. yeah also yeah. as a uh, noted last night and apparently as our pal the zoobs noted uh, before last night uh inching towards baldness at a uh steadily increasing rate i think there are worse but yes he's yeah. getting there Okay, but I am watching a little bit of a replay, and he does the runaround move. We didn't mention that his kind of like signature flourish on that runaround move is running around with his arms like not quite halfway, almost like um, it's like if your elbows were at your sides, mm-hmm. pin, and you kind of look, but then you kind of relax your wrists of it i'm doing it right i'm now. doing it right now too it's kind of like <laughs> t-rex like yeah and then he's doing this but he's turning at his waist as he's running <laughs> and so his arms are turning with his waist <laughs> it is a little t-rex like no a little bit i yeah. was gonna say like marionette-esque <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to i am not trying to call this man a puppet no um but the marionette is kind of a really good way to describe it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last player that we might be able to decipher a signature move for, but I'm not really sure if we do, Patrick McCaw. Basin of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like p- passing up a wide open three. Oh, McCant. <laughs> The Patrick McNaw. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of what he's saying as he looks and then he's like handing it over. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. The Patrick McNaw. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What a weird episode. <laughs> no, I think we ended on an extremely high note. <laughs> I agree. The weird is good, but man, this is among our weirder ones, I think, for sure. Uh, I think that's about where we should leave it, though. I don't really have anything else to add to this conversation. I think we've exhausted pretty much everything. Um, Katie, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Do you have anything you'd like to get off your chest? Any parting shots? (laughs) 
No, you know what? I'm extremely comfortable with what with what we've done here today. Yeah, the work speaks for itself. Yeah, thanks again to Jimmy for uh, getting the DMs and uh, just teeing up this insane 40 minutes or so of of, of chatter. Um, read Katie's basketball feelings from this week, by the way. It was very good. Uh, I was sort of non-opinionated on the rings thing until I read your basketball feelings on it, and now I feel more uh, oh. like they should get all the rings. <laughs> Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, I still feel like we don't need to like delve into this anymore. But like, I, I still feel as though, like, maybe ask the players if they want one at least, and if they don't want them, fine. Because I understand why you wouldn't want that if it's like your first ring, um, if you weren't there to like lift the trophy and stuff. I get that, but uh-huh. should have at least given the opportunity to. Like, they can't to ask offer them it. now. No, it'd be, all yeah. say no now because it, they, no one's going to want to be the first one to be like, actually, yeah, I did. Yes, but I think that, yeah. the major overarching point with that specific is specifically with JV. Like I can get, you can like, you can go back and forth on CJ and DeLon, but like you can't, you can't pass up JV. You can't pass up even last year's team, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't on like the last half of that championship team, you don't get there without JV. Yeah. And my whole thing is like, like, and they also asked him, like <laughs> Kyle asked him what his ring size was. This kind of feels like a Kyle problem more than anything. <laughs> yes, but still, then, like, the, the organization obviously saw and knew that. Yeah. So, like, do the right thing in that instance, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kyle wilding out, though, and just being like, yeah, rings for everybody. Hey, uh, Greg Monroe, what size are you? Uh, <laughs> well, obviously that broke my heart. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't even write about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Really How's Greg doing? Have you checked in on him in Europe or China? Yeah, I, I follow him. He's posting every day. He's uh, extremely happy. Excellent. He's, he's in China, right? Or Europe? Where is he? He's in Germany. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. Yeah, he's in Germany. He's playing so much. He's looking so good. Um, yeah, it's a thrill to watch Greg over there. Excellent. China, like the star he is. And, uh, of course, his signature move is the Gregmon H2O, where he just drinks a water. (laughs) Big, big water. Uh, All right, that's going to do it for this uh, episode, if that's what we're calling it. Katie, thank you so much. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Okay. (laughs) You already did. Fair enough. Uh, You're going to be covering a game soon, though, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I will be at the Utah game. Fantastic. I might have to enlist you for a podcast after that one. All right. All right. Uh, it's early. It's an early game, so it is. Yeah. Yeah, I could do it. Awesome. Uh, subscribe to uh, Basketball Feelings. It's great. Uh, follow Katie at Whatevs. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. It's very much appreciated. If you are a Toronto sports fan, you can listen to Locked On Leafs as well to get all the latest on the Mike Babcock firing. If that's something you're interested in, or if you hate the Leafs and you want some Schadenfreude, just listen to it and laugh at the Leafs being shitty. Um, either way, you can't go wrong. And uh, that's gonna do it. We'll be back again on Friday. Vivek's gonna come on the show. We're gonna shoot the breeze. A little bit and that will do it for the week maybe over the weekend if depending on our availabilities we can do a serge abaka episode but uh tbd on that one either way katie thanks so much for coming on and everyone thanks for listening and we will talk to you next time with another episode of locked on raptors Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.